Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I believe this episode, this to be episode two eleven, right? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds about right. I th I think it's two eleven. Yep. Uh, it's time gets weird when things are different. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're here again doing another show. Um. Tyler, it's it's been, you know, life comes at you fast. <laughs> Holy shit, it does. <laughs> uh, there is a rapid acceleration in panic across the world. Yes. Yeah. Measures being taken to prevent the spread of this coronavirus. Yeah. Thus impacting many lives out there. Um, it is... It is certainly a serious thing that is uh, that has caused a lot of problems. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, there's very... <laughs> I feel like there's very few people that are probably affected by this in some way. Um, some a lot more than others. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, scary time. Just trying to keep, yeah, keep my head up. <laughs> and really... Um, Exposing some problems with certain societies. Uh, oh, absolutely. I know in the UK there is a hospital room shortage. Like they, a few years ago, slashed the number of hospital beds there are in the UK, and now <laughs> that's a problem. Right. So yeah. I, um, I think this also very much exposes the United States healthcare system. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which is incredibly the fucked whole, up. The whole system of, hey, you get your health care from your job. Oh, you got laid off? You no longer have health insurance, so you right. can't... Yeah. Right. You can't get tested even if you are symptomatic because because of this insurance situation. Everything is super expensive, and if you, you're just going to get screwed. Yeah. And, oh, like, oh, okay... I don't have insurance through my employer. Let me go get it on my own. Oh, just kidding. It's incredibly fucking expensive to have. Yeah. It's like it, a mortgage. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just fucked up. It's a shame. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this brings about some change. I'm, I'm doing my best to not get hopeful about that, given the state of who is... In office and who the front runners, who the front, yeah, I, I don't believe Joe Biden will necessarily make America any better. He'll probably just continue the status quo. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Which I guess for some people is comfortable, but for people who are actually affected by stuff like this, it's not any help at all. Yeah, I agree. I one hundred percent agree with that. Um. Yeah, it's just shitty, but stay inside, don't go anywhere. Well, okay, <laughs> so I have a counterpoint. It's okay to go outside, don't get, don't be in contact with, yeah. with people. Right, like, right, right. You can right, go yeah. take a walk, just, you know, keep your distance from people, don't touch things. Yes. That you shouldn't be touching. Yep. Uh... Yeah, especially like, you know, if you got to go to the grocery store, you know, make sure you're definitely 
washing your hands, staying away from people, and definitely don't Keep go out. Keep your hands off your fucking face. Just yes. don't touch your face. Yes, and def- like, <laughs> definitely don't go out if you're feeling sick either, even, even if you yeah. gotta go to the store. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, dude. So, okay, this is this is a weird thing, because, you know, grocery stores are staying open. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but they say to not go to the grocery store during peak hours because, you know, like, like just spread yeah. it out. Okay, fine. So that's what we did Friday night when at like 8 o'clock, there was like nothing left in the whole fucking store. Nothing. And, and I'm not just talking about toilet paper or things like that that people have kind of been panic buying. Um, like there was no beans left. Nothing. So, so there's no winning. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So then we went to a, a different store the next morning, and, and it was it was much more stocked. It felt like a normal grocery store. Still no toilet paper, though. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Huh. Just crazy times. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, all... My best advice is uh, stay safe and do everything you can to stop uh, stop the spread of this virus, and hopefully we can get it under control sometime. I'm I'm hoping sometime this year. Yeah. But at the rate that it's accelerating, it it seems like getting back to any sense of normal will take a while. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, but at least. There are video games to help us through this time. Yes. Uh, hopefully you all out there have something to play. Uh, I know some big games just dropped last week. Yeah. Uh, I know it's not PlayStation, but I, I've been playing a lot of that Animal Crossing. Uh, I played about two hours, maybe? Yeah. I... Hmm. So I don't play in long chunks. I play like in in short spurts, like every day, uh, and just get done what I can get done that day, and you know move on. Yeah. Because that game moves in real time. Like sometimes, if you just binge that game, you're gonna run into roadblocks, and then you'll just have to wait for the next day anyway. So it's not it's not necessarily worth it to just binge that game. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. I, I am enjoying that fine game on my Nintendo Switch. I know a lot of y'all out there probably have one of those Switches. They, they sold a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and it, you know, this uh, this is my first Animal Crossing. I've never played an Animal Crossing before, and I I'm I'm starting to get it. You know, it, there is an addicting loop and in, in fun to that game, and it's just so relaxing to play. Um. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of it. I got stung by some bees, which pissed me off. And then what makes me mad is that you know you need wood or no? What do you need to to make medicine? You need weeds and you need a uh, honey and a uh, wasp hive. Well, yeah, a wasp hive, which you know you have to shake the trees. And if you're shaking the trees, you might get stung by fucking bees, but you need that wasp hive to fucking make stuff to heal yourself. I don't even buy it, but I'm like, something seems a little fucked up about that, man. And you know what sucks, too, is I I picked up the wasp hive, and I'm like, you know, I don't know what to do with this, so I sold it. 
like yeah, an idiot. Can't buy it back. No take back. <laughs> can't buy it back. So then I had to buy medicine. I'm like, oh, God, it's, it made me mad. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, mad mad in a fun way. It's an enjoyable game. and I am um, like a fucking moron, too. <laughs> I was playing around with the, you know, the, the custom, like, designs you can do. And yeah. I accidentally put one on my face and what? i don't know how to get it off <laughs> oh my god so i have just these like random white marks all over my face i look like a total idiot i i just don't know how to get them off i i i have to look it up but oh <laughs> uh, yeah that game's a, a damn good time mm. yeah um i yeah i what villagers did you start out with? Um, Bam, who's a, okay. a, the reindeer yeah. deer sort of thing. Uh, reindeer, what am I saying? A deer. And um, um, blank on the other one, but it's it's like a fox, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on the other one. Oh, how do you not know your villagers' I names? Know. Well, this one, I, I honestly haven't seen the one that I'm blanking on. I haven't seen it in a while. And, uh, but I see Bam all the time. Bam's been fishing. Bam was, you know, along the beach. And, and Bam gave me some cool stuff, too. Because cool. I helped him out. You know, it's, it's just a game... It's a weird game because you kind of get to a point where you're like, at least for me, and this is my first Animal Crossing experience, where I was like, I don't know what to do, like literally. And then you just start doing stuff. And then you find out that, you know, there's, you can do this and that, and you can build this and that if you just look for this and that. And and all of a sudden, like, the game opens up very quickly, I, f- I felt like. Um, it's fun. Yeah, uh, as an Animal Crossing veteran here, uh, all that crafting stuff is relatively new, unless you've played Pocket Camp. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Pocket Camp has some crafting stuff, but you don't do the crafting yourself. You just gather materials and submit them to be crafted. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm having a blast with this one. Uh, I started out with Cherry and Bam. Cherry is a punk dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, and I, I opened up. Hmm, actually, I don't want to spoil this for you. I, I don't. I don't want to spoil Animal Crossing. <laughs> that's that's a thing. Yeah. But there are other facilities you build on that island, and I've gotten to the point where I've built some of them, and now I'm building houses for more uh, people to come yeah. in. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, I'm nowhere, oh, yeah, I, nowhere I, near that sort of thing yet. Yeah, I, I already have a house. I Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it's a fun game. Uh, there There is kind of some weirdness about, hey, let's go to a random island and strip mine it for resources. <laughs> that just feels weird. It does. Rip and tear. It does, yeah. Well, speaking uh, of rip and tear, though. Tyler, I... I played three missions of Doom Eternal. I am halfway through the third level. Okay, cool. What do you think? Oh man, I uh, I absolutely love this game. Um, 
I I think it does a lot of cool new things uh, that also feel very overwhelming at first. Um, They, you know, there are so many new upgrades in sort of just systems in general that this game throws at you compared to um, Doom 2016 that not only gives it... It's a much deeper game in how you play it, how you customize your your character, your playthrough, but also just, you know, this game is way harder. Oh, yes. <laughs> way it is harder. significantly harder. Yeah. And but the, I, I think the thing is that they're trying to balance with that is that they've given you more tools as right. well. Yes. It's, it's taking some adjustment to get used to the whole rotation between the fucking flame belch and the the chainsaw and the glory kills tr- trying to get that in a rhythm is it's it's tough it, it is it's, it's it's yeah it is it's it's so much to think about because the amount, you know when i die i'm like oh i could have done this or that or i you know there's certain things that they give me that i completely forget about to be honest with you like i've hardly used my um my frag grenade, which is probably yeah, weird, same, weird to say, thing. but I always forget about it. And I'm like, ah, oh, that probably could have helped me. Or, um, you know, even a, even a flamethrower to get armor, I, I, for some reason, just keep forgetting about it. And, and when I'm low on health, I keep forgetting to use that that could offset that sort of thing. Because um, there's just so much going on. And you they're throwing so much at you and then you have so much to think about on how to get through a situation but it is a just a damn good time and it is that that wonderful bloody gore fest uh that the first game was just taken to a whole nother level in in a way Mm -hmm. um and even some of the the arenas are even trickier too of just certain things in the environment like there's one kind of early on i think it's the second level where the floor is like electrocuted uh-huh. uh and so you're you're just kind of running around a circle but then there's these fucking the the, the the demons that are getting me and it is it's not um it's the big almost berserker like guys from gears of war that just chase you down and they are so fast you talk about the hell knights Maybe that maybe um, like they know. do they do they do the jumping and ground pound yeah uh, attack yeah, yeah those are hell knights yeah like those are the guys that are getting me in, in most of the time and um but but yeah the the shooting feels good dude and the weapons feel fucking just so much so good I just got the rocket launcher oh yeah that's good yeah. I, I just got the super shotgun. Okay, that's what I'm... Yeah, so, you're close to Yeah, that. I, that is literally my objective now, and I'm I'm getting there. But there was... I basically stopped because I, I was just getting kind of tired and had to get up early the next day. But I'm at a fucking puzzle, which there's a lot more environmental puzzles, I feel like, in this game so far. I'm at a puzzle where there's these kind of almost crates that are going up and down and I clearly mm-hmm. have to swing on something to get to the other side but I can't figure out what the fuck to do to allow myself to swing on that and there's I don't know do, do you know what I'm talking about uh I 
I'm probably not describing it very well. I, I'm probably just going to have to look it up because I, I was like literally just like I don't know what to do because one one crate is going down low and I can get through to the other side, but the other one's going up, but I somehow – there's like a button I can shoot that unlocks um, kind of a um, – uh, gate that goes up and then I assume I have to jump out of the high crate shoot the the button dash through to the other side to grab to wall grab or something <laughs> yeah I, I don't know man I have to figure it out but it's it's a lot and that that's another thing about the game there's a lot more just traversal and movement abilities like the dashing um, being able to kind of first-person platform, basically, which I I don't know how you feel about it. Like, I like it, but sometimes it can feel slightly clunky. I, yeah, I think it's fun. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't had too much trouble with it. Like, I, for most of the puzzles that aren't really combat-related, it's just pure platforming. I I haven't had too much trouble. It's just when. They introduce uh, a lot of platforming in those combat arenas where I kind of get overwhelmed, where it's like, okay, I can swing on this to get over to this side for, like, a quick escape, or if I need to quickly get over to glory kill someone. Uh, It's, yeah, it's when they try to integrate the platforming and the combat for me that it gets really messy, and I find myself not moving the way the arena probably wants me to move. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Because uh, oft- oftentimes, after, like, a combat arena, I'll I'll be like, okay, everything's dead now. Oh, shit, that could have helped me. There's health down right. here. There's armor over here. Yep. If I just ran around this arena more and, like, actually ran in the path that it probably meant me to run in, I would have I had a less hard time in that combat situation. Right. I, I, I'm completely uh, with you on that. Um... There's some things that just feel so good, though. Not only does glory killing feel fun, as it always has, but I love the chainsaw. I think that is just so... It is so Doom, and it is such a cool thing of, like, you're low on ammo, this is how you're going to get your ammo back, is to just chainsaw a dude in half, and, like, fuck, that is is really good. I like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm absolutely loving the distinct feel of each level so far uh and just visually is just such a cool thing to a whole nother level like that first level man there's just some stunning visuals i mean there 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 is um in the second and third that i've played so far but man that they they really hit you of in terms of beauty and detail and um just you know a big triple a production and it just it's nice it is really nice yeah the the other thing they try to hit you hard with is lore oh yeah absolutely. that's that's the thing like holy shit like they they tried to build this thing out like this whole doom universe thing out to be holy shit there's there's a lot have you read the codex en- entries as you've gotten them i've only read a couple but they they are pretty detailed like it's it's ridiculous there must have been so much like so much writing behind what this world is is it it's a lot like i i didn't expect that from them like it's 
I expected another Doom game where I just go and kill shit, but now I'm like, oh, there's a story <laughs> to this, yeah, this whole world too, and in the, I'm enjoying that. It's really corny, like it's, oh, it's super corny, but it, but I I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, me too. And then you know, even <laughs> like the upgrades that you can do are is kind of deep in a way of. You know, you can get mods for your weapons, which you could do in the first game, or Doom 2016. Um, and then there's up, which I, I haven't played Doom 2016 literally since I beat it. So I don't, could you upgrade each mod in Doom 2016 like you can in this yes. one? Yes, you could. It was a di- it was a different, more simple system where yeah. it was just like, "Hey, this is one upgrade point for a mod that you use." Now it's like you get these tokens that you spend for mods that uh, right that cost different amounts. Right, and it's a whole thing. They unlock the mastery. The mastery thing existed in Doom twenty sixteen when you've unlocked all the all mm-hmm. the mods. But oh god, yeah, there, there's a lot. So between the- that. Yeah, there's that. There's the Sentinel Crystals. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then there's the Praetor Suit Tokens. Yep. And then if you get batteries, the Sentinel Batteries, which you take back to the Fortress of Doom to unlock other things. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. And then, all yeah, uh, there was the whole Fortress of Doom, which is it's it's good. so cool. Have you walked around it. that? Like, there's, there's a lot in there that... Mm-hmm. look at yeah there there is and i love how some of the secrets that you find in each level will come back to your fortress of doom and you'll see things yes. like hung on the walls and stuff like so cool it's just so fucking cool dude i love it um did you get that first metal post that that uh poster i did poster? i did yep. yeah yep i love how those just come up on the wall that's really cool yeah yeah, it, it is. It is very cool, and I, I'm digging a lot of the secrets in the so far in the levels too. I, I, I haven't had a level where I found all of them, but I've, I've been lucky to find most of them so far. Dude, I I think the reason I'm not further in that game is because, well, this game makes it easy. It introduces fast travel once you get towards the end of the level. Yeah, and you can go back to certain areas and puzzle out how you get to these secrets. I've been doing that at the end of every level to get all the secrets. Oh, okay, cool. As I've been going. Nice. Yeah. And that's because these levels are fucking huge compared yeah. to Doom 2016. Like, there's just multiple sections of each level um, to where putting in fast travel just makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's the whole, gosh, what do they call it? That bar in the upper right-hand corner um, that shows... Like your you, you did like how many encounters I guess are left or your yeah. your progress towards uh-huh. that and you get um, weapon parts by doing that and then there's also Slayer Gates which did you do a Slayer Gate Yes, I've done the first two Slayer Gates. Okay, I have not found the second one, but I did the first one and fuck. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that was a good if you time. Think the, if you think the first one is. Well, I'm not sure if you think the first one's difficult, but the second one fucking kicked my ass. It took mm. me five tries to do it. Wow. And I'm a, I'm only playing on Hurt Me Plenty. I didn't step yeah. up to Ultra Violence yeah. this time. Me too. I'm I'm only on Hurt Me Plenty as well, and it is hurting me plenty. <laughs> they aren't fucking around. I kind of welcome the challenge in a way. Um, I feel like with a game like this, it's just 
it feels so much more rewarding. Um, yeah. But it it can be can be frustrating at times. But hey, it's Doom. You're having a fucking damn good time while playing it. Yeah, I'm I'm doing my best to kind of ignore like the whatever battle pass, slayer pass, oh, whatever yeah. the fuck they're calling it. Yeah. Like the that experience bar at the end of every fucking mission. Yep. I I'm I'm doing my best to ignore that because I can't be caught down one of another one of those holes. Yeah, me too. I agree. Yeah, man. Doom Eternal is is fantastic. So but far, Tyler, you didn't you, you didn't even talk about that soundtrack, Tyler. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's great. Good. It is very some, good. Some of those like chants. <laughs> yep. That, like those low gravelly fucking voices. Oh my god. Yep. I don't know how some people make those sounds. I know. The things oh. humans can do with their voices is pretty pretty remarkable. Sometimes when you think about it. But yeah, I, I've enjoyed pretty much every aspect of the game. I haven't tried the multiplayer yet. Yeah, me either. Uh, I I was going to do one, but then it says they recommend you do the. Uh, I think it's called the Cultist Base, which is which is the third mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they recommend you do that before you jump into multiplayer. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I I'm looking forward to playing more Doom. This is. This is everything I asked for and more. Yeah. Agreed. I'm so glad it's finally here. <laughs> mm. Anything else you've played? Oh, Beyond, yeah. Uh, Doom Eternal? Um, I think I saw something on your Steam library couple that you've things. been cooking up. Yeah, I've, I played more Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, very much enjoying that so far in... Speaking of overwhelming, that game is overwhelming. <laughs> I, I just I haven't played a an RPG like that in such a long time, and there's just so much to think about, um, and so many things to get into with that game. Um, but and also, you know, just I I don't even know how long it's been since I played a game with mouse and keyboard. Um, so just getting used to that sort of thing as well. Uh, but well, thankfully, it's it's turn based, and you don't right. have to be quick. Yeah, exactly, and I'm very thankful for that. But um, you know, so far I'm really enjoying it, and and I got a new companion, the um, the Red Prince, yeah. um, who is fucking broken, dude. Like, <laughs> I got in a combat encounter, and it just. He completely just wrecks everything. It's awesome, um, and also you know I'm I'm very much enjoying a lot of the dialogue and in those sort of encounters in the game uh, makes you really think about what you're trying to say and um, and I'm just digging a lot of the characters so far in the game as well. Um, I am in the fort right now and. My, I'm basically just trying to get out, but um, the one thing I'll say so far is that I feel like the quest log is fucking confusing, and in that, like, it's hard to sort of tell to me like what's active and you know certain things you have active aren't showing up on the map, and I'm like I don't really fucking understand this sort of thing, but. 
sure I'll get used to it more as I mm. as I play it. But it's also very beautiful. I am very much yeah. enjoying it visually, and um, yeah, it's it's cool. I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of that game. Cool. So I guess I'm at the point where we yeah could we do we could co-op. definitely co-op yeah yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, played played a lot more of that yesterday. I also played more Link's Awakening today. I finished the last dungeon, and now I'm on the last, the last last dungeon, I guess, um, with the egg. And the the only thing I'll say about it, and I hate when games do this, and fucking Wind Waker was the worst with this, and this is why I don't like Wind Waker. And people can fucking fight me on this shit. I am at the last part of this game. I There is something you have to do. And the game does not tell you this. And, and Zelda's always kind of been that way. But typically you can kind of figure some things out. I have to go through an entire sequence of trading items with people throughout the entire world. Which I've kind of half ignored because I thought it didn't matter. But here I am at the end of the game, and it fucking matters. And I need an item so I can read just one random book in a library to tell me where to go for the final boss. Fuck that. <laughs> that is so frustrating. So fucking frustrating. And Wind Waker was sort of like that. Like, you had to go collect all these random bullshit pieces in around the entire world. And it was absolutely aggravating to me. Um, I don't like when things like that so happen. But so I'll probably try to crack that game oh. out. I'm I'm like I'm Hold a decent on, way through the training sequence, but it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. What's up? Broke out, so I'm just gonna. You back? Yeah. Okay. I the call dropped there just for a moment. Oh, weird. It didn't uh, drop a drop yeah. on my end. You have all that on your recording, so we'll just keep that in. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's Link's Awakening, and then I also bought F one twenty nineteen. Did you? Yeah, but I bought it on PS four. Okay. I well, I don't know where you got yours. I I'm I'm on PC. Okay, so damn, damn it. Uh, so I assume there's no crossplay there. Yeah, there there isn't. I bought it on PC because it was on a pretty steep sale. I'm yeah. not sure what the situation on PS4 was. It was $16.99 on PS4, $17.99, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's about what I paid for it. Yeah, um, I didn't I didn't think to look at it on Steam, but anyways, um, played. I started a career in F1 2019 and. and you know, I kind of agree with a lot you're saying. That that game is fucking great. Oh, I, yeah. I, when it comes to a sort of simulation racing game like that, that is a yearly sort of thing, I am just blown away by how fantastic this game is. And, and also just, you know, I loved F1 2016, but they have made, made this game so much better. And, you know, just the amount of things you can do with your car, the amount of things you can think of and do during the career mode. 
uh, is just fucking cool, man. Um, and the feel is great. Um, the first race, the Australian Grand Prix, qualified a very close second to Lewis Hamilton. And me and him had it out for over half the race. I'm only doing 50% um, mm. race length, but over half of that race was... I was just chasing his ass down the whole time. And, and you know, that is a... That, that first track with Australia is so hard to pass on, in my opinion. Um, I mean, there's a couple good spots, but it's very narrow. Um, and... There were several times that I had him, and then you know F one's just so fast where you're there and you kind of blew it a little bit, and now you, all of a sudden you're two seconds behind, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I ended up getting him, and then I ended up uh, <laughs> Bahrain. I qualified on the pole. I didn't get the best start. Fell back to about third. And then I took a corner way too bad and then fell back to, like, eighth and was working my way up through the pack, like, the whole race. But ended up getting there. It's a it's a fun fucking game. The only thing, maybe you know, so I just wasn't sure, like, how it would feel. So I put the difficult, I put the driver difficulty up to uh, medium. I put it at 50, um, which is way too easy. Uh, most yeah. of the time for me, so I want to get it up to like seventy probably. Uh, but I cannot fucking figure out how to do that. And every time I go into the menus, it's always grayed out. So what you have to do there is um, on the loading screen between locations. Like after you finish a race and it's loading the next uh, race weekend, you have to pause it in, on that loading screen. You have to oh. hit the options button there on the loading screen. Yeah, between uh, locations, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it would just be before the next weekend and you even start the next weekend through, you know, even practicing and stuff like that. Wow, yeah. okay. But it has, to, it has to be between Grand Prix, the uh, the loading screen between that, yeah. Okay, well, I'll give that a shot so, after I do Yeah, for, for me, yeah, for me, 60 was a joke when I did Australia. Yeah. Uh, I was I was lapping cars left and right, and it wasn't really a challenge. Uh, I bumped it up to 80 for the Bahrain Grand Prix, and holy fuck. That, that, that was a fantastic race for me. <laughs> uh, I qualified, I want to say, 13th. Oh, wow. Uh, and finished 4th. Nice. Uh, thanks to a a very um, a very heads up decision. There was a safety car, and I pitted under safety car, and pretty much got a free stop uh, to put on an extra pair of softs. And yeah, that's that's how I attacked it. But God, the AI in F one twenty nineteen is so good. Oh, absolutely, dude. The it, way like attacking and defending is so much fun. Yeah, in, in this game, a hundred percent. And in I love Bahrain. That's probably one of my favorite tracks just because of how fast it is. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, very long sections of that track. And the amount of times you would you would pass someone and you would just clear them through, you know, as you're coming out of the corner, you're like, fuck yeah. But then you're on this long straightaway and they get the draft and they are just dogging you and blowing right mm-hmm. by you. And all of a sudden you just lost both the positions you just gained is... 
makes that just attack and defend sort of thing just feel so good. Um, yeah, definitely some of the best racing AI I think I've ever played against. Yeah, and sometimes like even on in the Australia Grand Prix, it was it was fun when I when I came back up on back markers and watching them fight per, for position as I approach them. Mm-hmm. Like the AI is attacking each other as well. Like they it this is yeah, it's it's the first time where I was where I saw AI actually racing each other rather than going staying on their on the optimal line and yep. just going through as as that goes. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing more of that and, and bumping that difficulty up cuz I want to get it up there, you know, probably around where you're at 70, 75, something like that. Yeah. It yeah, it I'm not sure if there's going to be an F1 season this year, so I'm continuing <laughs> to do a race every week trying to yeah. fill that void in my life. Yeah, that's that's part of the reason why I ended up buying it too cuz I'm like I just I uh you know, I love the summer times when there's all sorts of racing going on and there's not going to be any racing for a long time. So I th- I saw F1 like had to delay like Monaco and a whole bunch of races which is unfortunate. Yeah. I uh I question if the Indianapolis 500 will even happen. <laughs> uh, cuz they didn't even get their season started in IndyCar. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's. I know uh, NASCAR said they're they're not doing anything until May, and you know at at this point, who knows if that's even realistic? But they aren't even going to try to do anything in April. Yeah, it, racing's one of those things that I, I wonder compared to a, a other you know other sports like basketball or something, how much they could do without fans. Um, but it is still a lot of people involved with putting that on, even if you're doing it without fans. Yeah, and so. it's especially with uh, Formula One, where it's a global thing. Like yeah. you're traveling internationally, and different countries have different regulations about how they're handling people coming in. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a real mess. It is. Uh, is, that, is that all all you got for me, Tyler? You got some more? Uh I the only other thing I played was Ori. I played about two okay. hours of Ori, which is fantastic and uh I think a lot better than the first one so far in the early hours and I strongly urge anyone who has an Xbox or PC to play Ori because it is remarkable. So mm-hmm. that's it for me. What about you? Alrighty, well, we already talked about F1 2019 and Doom Eternal. Uh, I popped in some Apex Legends this morning. And, you know, this whole thing with everyone staying home, it's a lot of kids out there. <laughs> it's, it's not a good time to be playing with randos. Mm. Some of those randos have short attention spans and want to drop hot every single time to the point where I dropped hot seven times in a row. Oh my god. <laughs> Did yeah. you make it out? <laughs> Not with the whole team. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> a lot of the times, like, he was like, hey, only one person survived out of this. Right. And, yeah. I'm having fun with it, though. I'm getting used to the Sentinel uh, bolt-action sniper rifle. That thing can hit hard, especially when you charge it up. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I Apex Legends. A good game. Uh, I think this weekend they're doing a King's Canyon playlist. Uh, oh, cool. If anyone wants to go back to that. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I played some of the first Ori. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how long that game is. I played about an hour of it. Uh, I'm going to say it maybe took me ten. I forget. I'd have to look at my playtime but um there is no true boss fights in that game for the most part there is a couple of like chase sequences and um i think i think there's maybe three or four major sequences like that um so yeah maybe 10 hours i'd say it's not overly long all right well Maybe that's a thing I should work on so I can play the new Ori. Yeah, I would say story-wise, it there's definitely some connections, at least early on, uh, to the first game. So, it would make sense to play it. Alright, well, I might just very well do that. Uh, but... Before I can do any of that, we have to we have to continue this show, and I I think the next part is the news. And we had what we've been expecting for well, not exactly what we were expecting for a while. Sony talked about the PlayStation Five. Yeah. Uh, they basically did what uh they would have done at GDC, except via an online video. Uh, so everyone got access to this information. So now we, I'm not going to go through all of this. Tech specs are out there. Uh, it seemed like the focus of the of this road to PS5 live stream was just talking about like what this uh, what this console has and what it can do. A lot of focus on uh, on that SSD, on that super fast loading. Um, yeah, it's it seems like the system will make it a. Hmm. That you know that copying time, Tyler. Yeah. That time to install where it's where you've downloaded everything and it's copying. It seems like that's going to be very, uh, very fast. In, I like in, that uh, in the PlayStation Five. <laughs> that that's you know of this generation. That's that's probably the one big complaint about uh, the PlayStation Four at the moment is that installing takes forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I that. I'm excited for the PlayStation 5. I don't necessarily give too much of a shit about reading through these specs. Um, I, there, there's a comparison in here with the Xbox Series X. And I guess that's a thing that some... The people who believe in the console wars will yell at each other about. Right. Uh, I don't necessarily give a shit. Uh... I, I guess the main thing about the new consoles, whether you be an Xbox or a PlayStation fan, is storage is going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, they're using this NVMe storage, which is supposed to be very fast uh, and able to uh, transfer all that data very, very quickly and allow these consoles to do what the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One can't. Uh so that that that's that's what's going to be expensive if you want to expand your storage to play PlayStation Five games. You're going to need this NVMe uh, compatible storage. Right, and it looks like the 
Xbox Series X comes with one terabyte, while the PlayStation Five comes with eight hundred and twenty-five gigabytes. Yeah, like and that. yeah, who who knows how much, how many games that'll actually get you? Uh, right. I'm feeling like a lot of AAA games are going to be huge. Yeah, uh, with <laughs> uh, with those four K assets. Um, yeah, I. But you know, having that speed there, I think, is going to be a huge thing. It's going to be almost like going uh, from PS3 to PS4, which you know we complain about PS4 now, but the PS3 was so fucking slow, and that jump was like, oh my god, like how was I? How how were we doing this? <laughs> it's in such a slow fashion for so long, and then you get used to this, and then. You know, all of a sudden games get bigger. It's not as not as fast anymore. And then I, you know, once we jump to PS Five, it'll pro- we'll probably feel that same way for a while. Um, so I, I'm excited for that speed for sure. Uh, 10.28 teraflops compared to 12 on the Xbox Series X, but it seems like there's some technology in both of these consoles that are kind of finding a way around things, I guess, to make it, you know, to make them do uh, more things than maybe they're capable of doing. So I don't really read into the whole teraflops thing too much in terms of PlayStation 5 having less than the Xbox Series X. Yeah, it's it's a number that people are going to latch on to, but uh, until we actually see games, right, we're not going to really know the difference. Right, and... and I don't. In a way, I, I'm not sure how much it, it might matter for third party stuff. But like Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica and Sucker Punch, they're going to make PlayStation Five games that look fucking jaw dropping and probably run very well. So it doesn't matter to me. In yeah, the end, and, and at the end of the day, it's not all, always <sighs> about like the highest graphical fidelity. Like it, I know. PlayStation 4, like, launched out of the gate. Hey, we're the more powerful console and all that shit. But that never really was the thing for me. It's about the artistic direction that the first-party studios take. Yep, uh, yep. And, and, that, and I think that's really what makes the difference for me. Yeah. That I, I like the direction of PlayStation 5, of PlayStation games, as opposed to Xbox games. I, like, I, I don't necessarily care for Gears, the style of Gears of War. It's that isn't the thing that I come to Gears of War for. Like, it's... I don't know. It's Maybe it's just a taste thing, but I, I like the way that uh, first PlayStation first-party studios uh, make their games. I, yeah. I like the way they look. Me too. Uh, what'd you make of the whole presentations? I mean, this was meant for GDC, so there's a lot more tech and developer focus, but what, what'd you make of it? Uh, it was exactly what they promised it would be, uh, and nothing more. And I don't begrudge them for that at all. Like this was going to be the thing that they showed people at GDC. It wasn't for us. Ever. It wasn't. It was never for us, the people who play games. This was for people who make games, uh, who are looking to make a game and seeing. Hey, which system do I want to make this game for, and what's what's important to me as someone who makes a, makes games? Is it is it the teraflops or is it the uh, 
the I.O. throughput, which, like, that, those are the differences between these consoles, really. Like, when you get down to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It, none, of, none of these numbers mean a damn thing. It's about what developers do with what each of these consoles have to offer. Right. And yeah. until we see games, I don't necessarily give a damn, like, whether you're a PlayStation or an Xbox fan. Just wait for the games to be shown and then maybe make your decision around, hey, I want this system because it has these games yeah. exclusively. Or whether that matters to you at all. Right. I, uh, I'm not, I don't think, uh, getting upset about this whole presentation and talking about how boring it was or whatever, uh, makes a lot of sense because it was supposed to be a GDC talk for developers. And so of course it was going to get very nitty gritty and, in 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 technical, um, I think it's just maybe the way Sony kind of promoted it that, you know, they promoted it a little bit differently. I think they could have helped themselves a little bit with that and not have any sort of negative reaction to it. Um, Because, you know, even tweeting it out the day before saying like, hey, what? Hey, guess what, guys? Mark Cerny's talking about the PlayStation 5 tomorrow. I, you know, gets a lot of people excited. um, But I think there's more that they could have said to kind of offset that a little bit. But, you know, I remember listening to... He did another talk very similar when the PlayStation 4 was coming out. And I remember listening to that. I thought, you know, this is fascinating. Because, you know, I I like technology, but I don't get into the nitty-gritty in this sort of way. And I thought hearing him talk about it then was fascinating. I still think it's kind of interesting now. Uh myself i just think yeah maybe some messaging could have could have helped a little bit with that for sure i think sony just needs something exciting right now because xbox has shown the console in a very fun way at the game awards they have shown off with their specs um, with a lot of and even certain features about the console, they put out some uh, little videos about it. Um, they have shown not necessarily gameplay, but games that are coming down down the road, and, and Hellblade Two and Halo Infinite, and so they they have marketed themselves a, a lot better than Sony has. Granted, they they needed to because of the position they they're in in second place right now. But they've just done such a better job at that. And I think Sony just needs something exciting to happen. And that'll happen. And, and then we'll look back at this conversation and go, you know, it, it was a dumb conversation. But they just really need something exciting. Whether that's showing the box or showing a game or, or something. I, I don't know. Because yeah, all we've I, had I, is a logo some very technical wired articles in a you know very technical super nerdy talk from Mark Cerny and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest like traditionally E3 is the place that this shit is shown for for the consu- for the broad consumer. Yeah. That's where the where 
where the marketing for them happens. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what they do during that week, or if like who knows what schedule they're on now. Oh, like yeah. everything's out the window. Who who knows when there's what the schedule is for revealing these things, showing the games, and you know just making it happen in in a marketing sort of way. Yeah, I wouldn't it's, expect anything to happen with either of these consoles uh, in April, uh, given the state of the world. Um, but you know, hopefully, you know, May, May June, we'll definitely start to hear more. I think you know, definitely. Before like mid June or at mid June, I think is when is almost kind of the end date. If they're still planning on getting these consoles out this year, that's a whole other conversation. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. It's. I I don't know what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. Right. I mean, I guess people at PlayStation knows what know what's going to happen. But yeah, we're we're just we're waiting. We're waiting for the official word. Yeah. Uh, we do have some word on backwards compatibility, one of the major topics about next-gen consoles. We know Xbox is going all the way back to the original Xbox with their backwards compatibility. Uh, so far, it looks like PlayStation is PlayStation 5 is going to play some PlayStation 4 stuff. Um, currently, it, it looks like... Uh, from this quote, we believe that the overwhelming majority of 4,000 plus PS4 titles will be playable on the PlayStation 5. Uh, so, what some of those games they've said uh, initially will have some sort of boosted mode. Um, who knows, like, how many of those will have a boosted mode, but to be honest, if I can just play my PlayStation 4 library on the PS5, that's fine by me. I, I don't need anything more than that uh, For as far as the PlayStation 4 goes. I don't need it to be boosted to whatever the PS5 games are going to look like because I'll understand, hey, this is a PS4 game. It's going to look like those games. And who knows what the difference between PS4 games and PS5 games will look like. Especially if you don't own the display <coughs> technology. Like, currently I'm still running on 1080p monitors. Yeah, and I know like a lot of people have 4K TVs, and that's great. Um, but I don't. That's fine. I I can play these PS4 games in the way that they were. Like it's. Uh, I don't know. As as long as it just works. As long as the PS4 games just work, that's fine. Uh, I'm curious what they'll they'll do with uh, PS3 games. I. I don't know. I I don't have much hope that they'll do PS3, PS2, and PS1 games. Oh yeah, I don't either. I feel this is just me speculating a little bit. I almost feel like if Sony didn't uh, like Microsoft doing backwards compatibility on the Xbox One, definitely made Sony look bad in that regard. Um, and Microsoft getting out there saying that. You know, you're going to be able to play uh, literally just about every generation of Xbox on the Series X. Uh, in a way, I feel like Sony Sony definitely does not give a fuck about backwards compatibility, and they didn't with PlayStation 4. And I, in a way, I feel like they probably don't care about it as much on PlayStation 5. And if they didn't 
feel like they needed to do it, they probably wouldn't do it. But I agree with you. I just want the games to work. If they get a boost, they get a boost. Cool, that's fine. Just make them work. Who gives a fuck? Uh, you know, just having your whole library of PlayStation 4 games available to you uh, on a PlayStation 5 is awesome. It, it It is awesome. And this is, once again, one of those things where I feel like during Mark Cerny's talk could have been messaged a little bit differently because he said that almost all of the top 100 PS4 games as ranked by Playtime will be available at launch. Okay, that's great. But then, you know, all these articles got out there that that's the only backwards compatibility they were going to have, and then Sony later had to clarify that. I feel like during that talk, you know, that could have been clarified a little bit. Like, hey, these games are going to be available at launch, but we're making more and more and more and more and more available as time goes on. Um, but still, 4,000 plus PS4 games is, is awesome to have. And I'm glad consoles yeah. are going that direction, you know, of, 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 I don't see a console, even after these, if there's more consoles that won't be backwards compatible. Yeah, it, it just, it makes sense, uh, basically from the standpoint of, hey, you want to sell these new consoles, a lot of people are like, yeah, I still have this PlayStation 4. Why should I get a PlayStation 5 if I'm not going to be able to play my games that I already own on the PlayStation 4? I bought, like, all this shit digitally, and it just goes away? That that doesn't make any sense at all. So right. they have to make make that shit work. Right. Especially since the market has shifted so far to digital. Like, almost half of... Uh, video game purchases or purchases are digital. It's it's a huge market, so you can't just screw over half of the people who play your play on your system. Right. Uh, the other half of people won't be able to buy their games at GameStop. However, uh, Tyler, did you see that? I'm not sure if it actually happened officially, but or if this action that GameStop has taken has prevented, but did you see GameStop lose its uh, its lic- its uh, license to operate in Pennsylvania I because did. it refused to shut down? I did, and and I was thinking about that. This, you know, once I read that this morning, I'm like, I feel bad for the fucking government and and the governor of Pennsylvania that he has to deal with fucking GameStop when all this <laughs> shit is going on. Like, are you kidding me? Such ridiculous shit. Yeah, so GameStop tried to appeal to the government saying that they were essential retail. A designation reserved mostly for gas stations, grocery stores, places where you can buy food and sanitizing supplies. Uh, But GameStop trying (laughs) trying to justify remaining open... I guess, from a financial sport uh, point, uh, understanding considering where games, how far GameStop has fallen. But uh, in this situation, it's like, yo, you're wrong. Why? Why are you even fighting this? But yeah, GameStop has now officially shut down its stores. Yeah. Um, Good. They have <laughs> switched to a model. Uh, a lot of companies are doing this, a contact-free delivery method. Um, uh, 
I guess now you can... Hey, I'm gonna order something from GameStop and pick it up at the store, but I'm not going in the store, or a lot of... Uh, or customers aren't getting together in the store. Right. To try to, you know, mitigate the uh, spread of the coronavirus and all, all that. Um... But yeah, GameStop has been in the shit for this for uh, for a while. But th- this situation has kind of highlighted how desperate, um, at least the executive group at GameStop is. Yeah, and look, I, I get it because they are losing a lot of money. But at the same time, like this is bigger than GameStop, and for them to completely go against government mandates is ridiculous. And it also you know, GameStop gets shit out on constantly. Like, do yourself a favor and not don't bring unnecessary PR on you during this sort of time and just do what you're told to do and figure it out. And doing this whole contact free sort of, you know, curbside pickup thing makes sense. It can keep some people employed and keep you uh, making money, but. To me, there's just no need to fight it, sort of thing. Like, this is just so much bigger than you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's and (sighs) the whole situation, like even before this whole thing, like where they weren't providing the cleaning supplies, or like they were demanding that uh, play like stations be available for people to play games for companies who paid for that to happen. Like it's. It's ridiculous. Like they they were having their own employees buy cleaning supplies with their own money to clean up the store if they wanted. Yeah. They they were they were taking exactly zero measures uh in regards to yeah. th- this pandemic. It's and then even yeah. I I was reading that certain, you know, GameStop has a lot of like demo stations and yeah. know, some employees shut those down uh in their stores and GameStop demanded that they open them back up. What the fuck? Crazy. Yeah, it it's it's kind of telling like how how desperate some companies are when something like this comes around because like if GameStop were in a stronger position they would have just done the right thing yeah but they aren't and this is where they are yeah agreed man it's just ridiculous they are you know doing taking some measures though with some of their employees that are nice um hourly employees who are or PTO eligible receive two additional weeks of PTO. In the event that you are not PTO eligible, we will be paying you for two additional weeks based on a base pay calculated on the weekly average numbers you have worked over the last 10 weeks. In addition, if you were a full-time benefit-eligible employee, you will be receiving reimbursement for one full month of employee benefit contributions for the month of April. At least some of those things are decent, I guess. Hmm. I know there's just there there's a lot of places right now that are kind of laying people off that are they are not getting anything out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. It 
you know, on one hand, hey, some of these companies are really going to hurt. But the thing is, it's it's not necessarily about that. It's not about commerce. It's not about corporations. It's about, you know, trying to do the right thing to get a, get through what is probably the worst pandemic since I don't in in a hundred years probably oh, definitely so yeah let's yeah do you think GameStop exists next year um well, well, all right better question how long how much longer do you think do you give GameStop to to operate I mean I I do think that they will be around this next year even if they are reduced only because of new new consoles yeah i see i'm i'm just not so sure uh anymore especially with how convenient uh other services are getting shit delivered right to your door right like it's it's hard it's hard for me to see a future for gamestop Right beyond this year. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the next story here. Uh, sticking with, well, we're gonna go back to Sony here. Dreams re- released this year, officially, uh, and as you imagine with uh, creation tools, people are gonna make some stuff that infringes on copyright. It's just it's just the nature of people. Hey, we want to mimic this other thing that we think is good. And, uh... Well, Nintendo has some things to say about that. And at their request, Sony has pulled a model of Mario. A very good-looking of model of Mario in Dreams. I've seen some, uh, some, uh, some screenshots of that version of Mario. It looked pretty good. But, uh... You can't use it anymore because Nintendo is mad that Mario is on a PlayStation. Yeah. Kind of figured that this sort of thing would happen with Dreams. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of copyright sort of things that get a little weird with it, but... Yeah, it seems so far, though, that uh, Media Molecule has been pretty chill with it as long as uh, the actual rights holders don't put in a complaint. I guess this is uh, an example of, hey, Nintendo doesn't want this shit happening. They're going to complain. Uh, so we're, we, we our hand is kind of forced there. Right. Because, yeah. I agree. At the same time, it you know, it's kind of... It's free marketing for Nintendo. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, at a certain point, though, the way the law is, you have to enforce it, or it it just doesn't happen. Like, you can't justify, hey, people made this uh, Mario in Dreams. Um, That's a video game they made. Sure, it's in this environment, but uh, another person makes a knockoff Mario and tries to release it, uh, say, on PC and charges money for it. Like where where are you, where's your grounds where to where do you uh, draw the line there? Right. So. Yeah. Yeah it it makes sense. You don't want you don't want Nintendo coming at you. You don't want to have to go through a go through a court process. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, you know, a lot of these companies 
you know, maybe Nintendo doesn't care, but they that you have to protect your IP sort of thing and, and your 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 trademarks. So doing this yeah. thing, it sucks, but yeah, I, I agree. It doesn't make sense. Uh, give me one moment. I'll be I'll be right back. Yeah, Tyler uh, attempting to deal with his cat. Yes. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> Peach making some noise. I'm sure you all heard it in the recording. I've heard it over the call. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break here while Tyler gets that sorted. Okay, and and uh, we're, we're back. Uh, Tyler, taking care of your cat. Ah. <sighs> uh, very, a very needy creature. Yes. She gets fed, and then around this time, she thinks she needs fed again. Huh. So she'll just sit outside and cry until you either feed her or give her attention. Mm. All right. Well, it's time yeah. to, you know, talk about some things. Like Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 uh, might, you know, we might get a remastered version of that. Or at least the campaign, according to a leak in the South Korean ratings board. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we might be getting the campaign of Modern Warfare 2 remastered. So I, I don't know what to think of that. Uh, I'm not sure... I'm not sure if I necessarily care about going back to Modern Warfare 2. I mean, it was good, but I really like that the new Modern Warfare. Right. I, if it's just the campaign, I don't need to play that campaign again. I know what that is. Yeah, definitely. That That's what I was going to say. Like, I have not felt an urge at all to play the campaign of Modern Warfare 2 again. I mean, it was a cool campaign, but... Don't really need it. Uh, I I also wonder like, when does it get too much of your just kind of flooding the zone a little bit with a lot of things with the word modern warfare in the title? Like you have, you know, modern warfare, Call of Duty Four, modern warfare, modern warfare remastered. Call of Duty Modern Warfare from 2019. <laughs> like, Modern Warfare yeah. 2. Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Like, oh my goodness. I mean, at the same time, I'm not going to be surprised if they do it. Activision did say that they are looking to remaster a lot of things in their back catalog. Um, but but I just... Tyler, just think, think, think in five years where we have a Call of Duty 4 Remastered and a Call of... Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Remastered, and then a Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. <laughs> it's just too much. Just too much. And then, and then, like, okay, say, you know, what, 2022 rolls around, it's Infinity Ward's turn again. Uh, I don't see them deviating from Modern Warfare because it's so successful. Like, what are you going to call it, Modern Warfare 2? Mm. Like, <laughs> just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's... Yeah, they're <laughs> and especially too because it's just weird because I know the stories aren't exactly the same, but they're sharing characters and the way that they teased at the end of Modern Warfare 2019's campaign. You know, they're 
sort of bringing in some more characters, and it just gets all jumbled, man. I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, it it is a very confusing thing. It is a mess they made for themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on this. I I need to play more of that Warzone. That's all, that's all this has reminded me of. That Warzone is out there. I think they added a solos queue, so I might have to try that on my own sometime. Right. Uh, all right. Another game you'll play on your own, Tyler. Final Fantasy VII remake. It's still happening. I, I've seen a lot of stories like this. Yeah. Uh, especially with the pandemic, a lot of news slowing down. A lot of articles going up about, hey, which games are going to be delayed? Which games are still on track? Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake still on track. Uh, but Square has warned that physical copies may be hard to get. Uh, so I guess the manufacturer of the discs, the cases, and all that stuff may be impacted. You might have to buy this game physically. Uh, I mean, digitally, Tyler, rather than physically. Yep. How do you feel about that? You know, it it makes sense. I actually had this game pre-ordered physically through Amazon because I had a $25 Amazon gift card from the holidays. And mm. once I read this, I'm like, eh, I don't know, because I, I, would, I would rather... Don't you, don't you want to flip that? Don't you want to flip that physical copy? Well, yeah, I mean, I, it? <laughs> I could, but uh, I ended up canceling my pre-order on Amazon, and then they, if you use a gift card to pre-order something, it just puts that money into your account, basically, so I still have that money to use on something else, uh, and I'll just get this digitally. So... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it It makes a lot of sense. I mean, Amazon, you know, they kind of announced, you know, they're they're hiring a ton more people because they're just so overwhelmed with orders, but they're also prioritizing orders as well. You know, video games are going to come down the line later, you know, so. Makes sense. How, how much do you think... You know, because right now Final Fantasy is still on track. I imagine Resident Evil 3 is still on track. Cyberpunk is still on track. I saw a story yep. of that as well. Yeah, they said that's still on track. But do you see, you know, maybe The Last of Us or Ghost of Tsushima getting any sort of delay? See, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if uh, this impact is going to. If the. It depends on where games are in their development process if they're relying on on workforces in areas impacted heavily by the coronavirus, well, that might... those games might be delayed, but I'm not sure exactly, like, what stage and what's being worked on at certain points of these games. So it's it's a case-by-case thing, really. Yeah. I, I, I'd imagine that uh, both of those games, Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, do come out this year. I think they're very far... Well, they have to be pretty far down to the development pipeline that you, you'd assume that like the stuff that they'd rely outsourcing to other, other, uh, areas impacted by the coronavirus. You'd, you'd assume that all that is done by now. And I, I don't know. It, it's, it's really hard to say. This is a, it's, we're living in very strange times, Tyler. We are, we are It you know, video games are a little different. In that, you know, they are more digital, uh, and you can make 
you know, just the same amount of money, if not even more money, uh, selling it digitally than physically. Um, whereas, you know, it's different with movies. Like, they, they make the majority of their money through a three theatrical run, especially the big movies. So if they can't show that movie because none of the movie theaters are open or allowed to be open, that makes sense why that doesn't get delayed. Um, with video games, it's just more of, you know... Does that studio have the infrastructure to have people work from home? You know, like you said, is that area being hit very hard uh, with coronavirus? Stuff like that. Um, or, or even music. Like, I, I saw that um, a couple of metal bands have delayed their albums uh, because of physical sales. And while music has declined a lot in physical sales, those physical sales are still the majority of of the money that the band is making from selling their music, even if they put it up on streaming. Like, yeah, they're making a lot more for streaming, but at least in the metal world, people still buy a lot of, lot of physical CDs and vinyls. And if they can't make them or if they can't get the amount that they want quick enough, then they're going to have to delay stuff in in the music world you know first week sales is huge um so games are a little bit different but i i i don't think some of those games that are coming out soon like the last of us or ghost of tsushima i i don't see them being delayed unless things get way worse mm-hmm. yeah let's hope they don't I, I hope so. I cert- I, I want to play those games this year. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Tyler, you put this in here. I'm a, I would like to play this, but uh, there was a real a re-release of Tales from the Borderlands that has teased a sequel. Uh, would you like to tell us more about that? Yeah, there's there's something called uh, Tales from the Borderlands Redux, uh, and Basically, that's kind of an expanded re-release uh, of Tales from the Borderlands, Telltale, that Telltale made, Telltale made a couple years ago. Um, and basically what this has is developer commentary, codex entries, concept art, all that sort of stuff, and uh, a new mini-episode, which is interesting. Um, but at the end, it concludes... The trailer inflicts uh, a a number two at the end of it, teasing a potential sequel to Tales from the Borderlands, which I would love as well. I think that was definitely one of the best Telltale games, if not the best one. Very underrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I... I'd be interested to see what happens with that, especially with the new, well, the new studio that has taken the name of Telltale. Yeah. We'll see what what they can do with that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. Hope it happens. Alrighty. Well, since y'all are locked up at home, well, at least some of you, there's a sale going on in the PlayStation Store. If you can get, you can get some games for cheap. Burn the time. I'm gonna scroll down to the bottom here. I see The Witcher Three Wild Hunt for twelve dollars. That's that's plenty of hours of quarantine. Yeah. 
I've also got The Last of Us Remastered for 15 bucks. Uh, what you got? To, what, are you um, here? Yeah, no, I'm just looking here. Uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, $15. Mm. If you still have not played Skyrim, I'm not sure how many of you that is, $16 for the special edition. I believe that includes all of the DLCs. Wow. That's a lot of game. Skyrim is a great game to play in a time like this. Mm-hmm. Something big and meaty to sink into. Um, there's a Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2 Ultimate Bundle for $18. You can get both of those games. Mm. I love Ratchet and Clank. The new one. $15. Well, what year was that? Was that 2017? 2016. 2016. Shit, it's been four years. I need more Ratchet and Clank, Tyler. Yeah, I think it'll happen. Uh, the RE2 remake is also $20. Wow. Holy shit. That is very good. Um, crazy to think that that game's over a year old. Oh, yeah. At this point. Uh, Crypt of the Necronancer is seven fifty. It's a pretty interesting game. Um, if you want to see GTA Five on the NPD list again, you can buy it again for $15. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Throwback of Day of the Tentacle remastered for four fifty. If you're wondering what to do in the post-apocalypse, maybe try Farming Simulator 17. You're you're gonna need food, right? Twelve dollars. <laughs> Learn how to do it. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Some more throwbacks. You can get both the Destroy All Humans games for six ninety nine each. Those were. Pretty fun. There's still that remaster that's supposed to come out this year, I think, of the first game. Mm. There's a Fallout 4 Game of the Year edition for $20. Cool. Uh, if you have not played the first, or Doom 2016, and you want to, before you hop into Doom Eternal, it, Doom is on sale for $10, or a Doom and Wolfenstein 2 bundle for $35. That is two excellent campaigns there. Mm. Sweet. Awesome. Well, uh, these are this is the uh, Mega March sale. Uh, this sale going on until March 30th. So go check out the PlayStation Store and uh, see if there's something there that you like. Yeah. Uh, there are new games coming this week. However, it's it's going to be a week. Uh, a week, week. Tyler, following <laughs> Doom, I, I can't imagine anything big uh, releases this week. I'm scrolling down here. There are some names I recognize, but not necessarily the biggest games out here. Yeah. Uh, so let's start reading the names of these things, if you'd get us started here. Uh, let's see here. Ara Fell, Enhanced Edition on PS4. Let's that see. looks like an anime game. Yeah, 16-bit era Japanese-style role-playing game. Hmm. This is just freaky. It's called Dissection. Uh, there is a there is a man who is naked and looks like he's very wet. Looks <laughs> like a horror game to me. Yeah. That yeah that's mm, I don't like that. Uh, Doggerai on PS4 uh, is a retro style platformer with animal like characters, graphics, and soundtrack. Tyler, there are still <laughs> Vita games out there. Yeah. 
Duck Souls Plus on Vita and PS4 Digital Cross Buy. <laughs> okay. It looks like a platformer. Yeah. Ugh. Playing with the name there, but you're a platformer. Come on. Uh, Element Space on PS4. God, some of these... Some of these titles sound like they just slapped two words together. Right. Uh, this is a sci-fi tactical RPG. God, I don't want to read... <laughs> Freedom Finger. God. We don't need to delve into what Freedom Finger is. It. I'll let your imagination happen. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Uh, Mechorama on PS4 and Vita. Uh, seems like you're guiding a robot to safety as he crash lands on a strange cubic planet. Um, oh, God. What's that game that came out a few years ago? Minecraft? No, not Minecraft. <laughs> okay. Hitman Go? Uh, no. Son of a bitch. Looks like an ice Yeah, yeah, Hitman Go sort of. Also, the developer I'm thinking of had like a Kind of a meltdown. Oh, oh God. Began with an M, I thought. I don't know. Anyways. Hmm. Something else that begins with M. Moons of Madness. Looks like there's tentacles here, if you're into that. Uh, and a space suit. <laughs> yeah. Mm, let's see. Oh, Dallas, the Dark Call on PS4. Yo, that demon has two mouths. He does. That's weird. Very uh. weird. Exploration slash action game in loving homage to the 8-bit genre classics. All right. Here's a name a lot of people around the world recognize. One Piece. Pirate Warriors 4. Is this a Dynasty Warriors thing? Is is this a Musou? Is this a One Piece Musou? And are there four of them that I just don't know because I don't pay attention to One Piece? Yeah, I don't know. Not sure. Uh, Onikin on PS4. Mm. Let's see here. A lot of of platformers this week. This is another 8-bit action platformer. We've got a VR game up next called Paper Beast. All right. Uh, next up is The Room VR, a dark matter. Uh, seems like you're investigating some stuff. Exploring. Yeah. yeah. You're in a room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an old game re-released, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. That's hmm, how. What system was that? Was that a PS One? PS Two. Okay. I think I never played this game, but apparently people like it. Uh, next up is Twin Breaker: Sacred Symbols Adventure on PS Four and Vita. Uh, seems like it is a brick breaker. Great. I like breaking bricks. Yeah. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Coteries of New York. Yeah, it's it's Vampire the Masquerade. It's one of those, one of those games. Yeah. 
And Tyler, I know you're yeah. excited for this last one here. Yeah, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. Uh, Yo, when did they give Yu-Gi-Oh! Yellow and pink hair? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like is it, that, is that at all. What? What? Build your you deck know, to lower ten thousand cards. What? <laughs> Yo, I played that PS One Yu-Gi-Oh! game. Yeah, uh, I forget what it's called, but I played that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn Yu-Gi-Oh! Jesus. I, I tried I played... to rewatch Yu-Gi-Oh! last year. I, I tried to rewatch it. I yeah. got through an episode and I was like, God damn, I watched this trash. <laughs> I remember one day I hopped in just to watch it. It was like a new episode and it was several uh weeks or several were years they, after Were they into the God cards then? Dude, uh no, I watched I watched into I watched through that, all the God okay. card stuff. This was something I didn't even recognize. I mean, it was years after I stopped watching Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm like, what is this show now? Do they? I guess they still make new episodes, right? I, they must. I mean, I, I don't know how they get away with making a game without anything outside of it. Yeah, definitely. I remember playing the game. Do you remember uh, Duel of the Roses? Oh, that was fantastic. That yes. was, mm. and I also had that a, was the best Yu-Gi-Oh game. Yeah, that game was great. I also had a pretty good one on the Game Boy Advance. I forget the title. Oh, I think I had that one too. Yeah, shit. Yeah, good shit. Uh, you can also watch Birds of Prey, Bloodshot, and The Invisible Man because you cannot watch them in a movie theater anymore because there is no movie theaters open. Uh, so some of these movies you can flat out buy them. Uh, some of them you can rent for like twenty dollars. Yeah, that's that's strange. Renting for twenty. I guess it makes sense a little bit if you have a house full yeah. of people watching it. Yeah, definitely. Like you know, if me and my wife went to see one of these movies, we we're paying thirteen bucks a ticket. So there's twenty six dollars. You know. Well, that's even not including tax, but that's that's just for tickets, or we could rent it at home for twenty dollars. It it makes sense if you have multiple people that are watching. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious through all of this how successful this is for these movie theaters, how much money they make off of it, and if it's going to change anything in the future. I doubt it, but it's it's an interesting thing to think about. I think I saw. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog's coming out soon to rent or buy. Onward is coming out soon as well. The new Pixar movie. So, yeah, just I watched um, Annihilation last night. Okay, that is a very cool movie. Okay, uh, in about like you know sci-fi, you know aliens coming to earth sort of thing but it was a a very different take on it and one that i i thoroughly enjoyed i recommend that one a lot okay well y'all have some things to do while you're all uh locked up in your houses hopefully uh not not sick but trying not to get sick yeah uh, there's plenty to do out there on the internet Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess real quick, Tyler, three games for people to play while they're quarantined. If 
Oh man, uh, let's see here. I'm going to say Doom Eternal. That just came out. Uh, if you want a big meaty game to sink your teeth into, I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Or yeah, I'm going to go with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. <sighs> Maybe The Witcher Three. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. And then fucking I'm trying to decide on a racing game because I feel like there's some good meaty racing game experiences out there so I mean F1 2019 is really good but also Gran Turismo Sport yeah if you want a variety of racing disciplines GT Sport has you covered there's a lot to do there I'm going to go GT Sport yeah I'm going to go to GT Sport The Witcher 3 and Doom Eternal what about you? Okay, uh, Tyler, I feel like you already know Stardew Valley's on that list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you know, hmm. I think that Two Point Hospital would also be another good one as well. Uh, I played a little bit of that on that Game Pass, but it's on consoles right now, so... Go play that. Um, yeah, and then for a big meaty RPG, that's that's a thing that I that I have to recommend. You know, you already mentioned The Witcher Three. You know, y'all might want to go play Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm, yeah, that's a good one because there is a lot to do in that. Yeah. And a lot of different ways you can play. You can replay that game. There's there's decisions to be made. A lot of characters to explore. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm gonna say Dragon. I'm gonna say Dragon Age Inquisition, Stardew Valley, and Two Point Hospital. Okay, it's good. Good games. Uh, that's gonna do it for us this week. Hopefully, y'all stay safe out there. Don't get sick. Don't get other people sick. Yep. We'll all get through this, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, if you need to talk to us directly, there are a couple ways you can do that. Uh, one way is via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Yeah. You can also give us ratings, reviews, and share us with your friends. Uh, we all need something to listen to, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Uh, we're gonna go play video games. I guess. I I guess we're gonna go play some video games, and we'll be back next week. But until then, be good to each other. Play your video games, and go shoot some demons, baby.